Hello, and welcome back to the Start Simple podcast with me, Andy. Um, here, here's, here's a little quick story to begin the podcast. I saw um, a post by a guy called Alex Hormozy this week, and it was the statistics for podcasts. And it was like, if you've done more than 20 episodes, you're in the top 1% of podcasts. And I want to say this is maybe number 90. So around that, anyway. So basically, you are listening to a top 1% podcast. Um, so, you know, kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm sorry, shall we just get stuck straight in? So, thank you as ever for listening. If you find today's episode useful, informative, if it teaches you a thing or two, it would mean a lot to me if you would share the podcast, tell friends about it, um, it goes a long way. So, yeah, but today we're we're going back to, the last few episodes have been maybe a little bit more focused on mindset, which is obviously a really important aspect, but today we're going down the, the sciencey route a little bit and talking in a bit more detail about nutrition or more specifically maintenance maintaining weight when weight body fat whatever you want to call it um your body where things stay as they are we're going to talk about what maintenance actually is we're going to talk about why it happens sometimes we want it to happen sometimes you don't want it to happen we're going to talk about why it's difficult to find and why often diets come where you lose weight, you gain weight and, and why that happens and, and how to make maintenance work for you. Because I think especially at this time of year, it's November, by the way, if you're listening after this, then I'm talking around the sort of busier Christmas period. At this time of year, periods of maintenance are really useful. It's something I use with almost all of my clients. So, yeah. Now, Firstly, just a quick recap on what maintenance means when we talk about maintenance calories. So obviously, when it comes to fat loss, we you will hear the phrases calorie deficit, you'll hear calorie surplus, or people don't usually say surplus, they call it weight gain, um, and then maintenance and maintaining weight. So ultimately, calorie deficit is when you are eating less than your body needs, so you burn body fat. Calorie maintenance is where you are eating the same amount of food as your body burns, same amount of calories, so you stay the same. And a calorie surplus is where you're eating more food than your body needs, so it stores that excess food as body fat. So it's really important to understand that, okay? And the reason that I say that is because this first section of the podcast is going to be about when you're maintaining weight, but you don't want to. So you're in the position, and this could be you listening to this podcast now, where you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to lose body fat, and it's not happening and you're maintaining despite your best efforts. And I want to explain why that happens first. So the reason I started by just giving that quick recap of the science of maintenance. So again, it's when your calorie intake is matched and the same over a period, maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, is the same as your calorie expenditure. And it causes you to maintain body fat levels, maintain weight. The reason we start with that is so that you remove the emotion. Okay. If you're maintaining weight and you don't want to, you're trying to lose weight, but it's not happening. The first thing to do is remove emotion from the decision. Remove the fact that you say, I'm trying really hard or I've done this and I've done this and it's really frustrating and pissed off. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt you are all those things. But emotion doesn't do you any favours here. What you have to do is problem solve, which is a difficult thing to do for yourself because obviously you're personally invested in what you're trying to do. But you have to remove the emotion, okay? Because there are two sides to maintaining weight. Um, Oh, sorry, two sides to when you are maintaining weight and you don't want to. Now, the first one is me calling you out a bit. And it's when you're knowingly aware of why you're not losing weight. 
Now, this happens a lot where somebody will be like, oh, I'm just not losing weight and I'm, I'm trying really hard. But deep down, maybe not even deep down, maybe just, you know, you actually know in yourself that maybe you're not doing all the things you should. I, don't, I know that I've done this before. I know that I've been like, oh, I'm trying really hard. But then it's like, yeah, but I am having a few takeaways a week or I am forgetting to track this or I'm not bothering tracking this bit or I'm skipping on steps a few days or whatever. OK, this is where you're knowingly aware of why you're maintaining weight, despite the fact you say you want to lose weight. It might be, like I said, tracking accuracy. You're you're just not tracking everything. You're having a bit of chocolate every night and you don't bother tracking it. You take chips off the kids' plate, you don't bother tracking it. The weekend hits, you don't bother tracking it. So although, yeah, I don't doubt you're trying to lose weight, you're knowing, you, you know yourself that you're maybe not doing all the things that you could be doing and that it's probably, well, not probably, it's those things that are causing you to maintain weight. If you're tracking four days in a deficit but you ignore three days, I'm telling you now it's not the four days you're tracking in a deficit that aren't working. It's the three days where you're not. And you know that in yourself. And I think people do know that. And sometimes you just need me or someone else to call you out on it. But that one is a bit more obvious. What isn't as obvious is when it's frustrating, when you genuinely feel like you are doing everything, but you're still maintaining weight. And that's when you're unknowingly aware. You don't know why. And that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. Now, there's a number of reasons for that. The first is actually back to what I just said. It's the accuracy of your tracking. It is the most common reason. It's probably the reason I see 99% of the time in people, 99.9%, is that your tracking is not accurate when you are tracking. So you might, I don't know, you have a bowl of pasta and you just estimate, you're like, um, it, maybe it's about 100 grams. And then you just estimate, oh, maybe a little bit of sauce. You'll just, just a little bit of chicken with it. And you actually don't know. So you've, you've inputted a meal as 300 calories. The reality is it's 700 calories. And that's what tends to happen is that people underestimate their calories by, on an average, probably four, five, 600, even more. And that's been shown in dietitians and nutritionists, nutritionists not just people um, trying to diet, but it's very, very common to underestimate your calories. So if you're not sure why you're losing weight, that is the one place that I would really start. If you need help with that, I have a, a video that I give to all my clients that teaches them how to do it accurately, which I'm more than happy to, to share with you. So if you listen to this podcast and you want access to that, just drop me a message. Another reason, and again, I really stress that I don't believe that this is often the reason. Usually it's because your tracking is inaccurate or you're unaware if you're not tracking, you're just unaware of the portion sizes. You tell yourself, I'm not eating that much. I had it quite recently with a client where they went out to lunch and they ordered what they presumed to be a healthy meal. But just not fully understanding the calorie value of that meal. It was like some sort of salad and there was avocado and a bit of oil. And the meal was about 1,000 calories. And he thought it was going to be about 500. So just understanding calories for a start is often the reason why you're trying to lose weight. You're not sure why it's not happening. It's probably that. The second is inaccurate targets. So you may have a target of 1,800 calories when actually for fat loss to take place, maybe you need to be on 1,500 calories or 1,600 calories. So it's actually your target that you're working towards, and we're going to come back to that in a little bit, is actually inaccurate. And then the final bit is just not actually understanding the concepts of calorie deficits. So often you'll see online things like stop eating gluten, stop eating carbohydrates, 
stop doing this, 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 don't, it's, it's eating after 7pm that's the issue. So you'll stick to these rules, you'll be like, okay, not eating after 7 o'clock, not eating carbohydrates, but you will still consume the calories that keep you at maintenance, you will still consume enough calories through other food sources before 7pm. So again, when it comes to fat loss, it's always going to be about that energy deficit. There's no other dictator in it. Things dictate the energy deficit and calorie deficits. There's not something that's going to outdo that. If you're in a calorie deficit, you will be losing weight. I should say, and I probably should have said this at the start of the the podcast, is that I am talking purely about when you are definitely maintaining weight, not when water weight or maybe you aren't actually maintaining, you're losing weight and you didn't realize it. I'm talking about when it's been two or three weeks of maintenance and nothing's changing. And again, I can't stress it enough. Remove the emotion when that is happening. You either get annoyed about it or you figure it out. Which one works out better for you? Which one actually gets you to the end point? Getting annoyed, not getting you that far. Problem solving, thinking of things I've just said and be like, okay, well, why am I not losing weight? Am I doing all the things Andy's just said? Am I accurate? Do I, do I, do I track consistently? Am I nicking a bit of food here and there? Am I neglecting the weekends? Do I actually know how many calories are in the pasta that I make every night? Remove the emotion and problem solve. Oh, just hire me. Just get me to be a coach and I'll do that a lot for you, basically. Um, so that's when we are maintaining weight. And again, maybe we don't want to. Those are what's usually going on. So you're trying to lose weight and it's not happening. Those are the reasons why. But maintenance isn't always something that comes when we're trying to lose weight. And this is what people often get wrong with maintenance. Sometimes, I say sometimes, quite regularly, we can use maintaining weight to our advantage. And we can use planned periods of maintenance. I actually encourage everyone to do this. I think it's a really good lesson and a good way of teaching yourself. So when do we use periods of maintenance and planned periods of maintenance? Because so many people come into a diet or the experience of dieting where it's either weight loss or weight gain. And there's no in-between, but there is. The in-between is maintenance calories. So when would you use them? Like I said, this time of year coming up, most of my clients, I will be bringing their calories up to maintenance about a week before Christmas. So they aren't going into a busier period where they're extremely hungry and want all the food. So we, we remove that by bringing their calories up to maintenance. So they're a bit less hungry going into the experience of being around friends, family and, and more social occasions. When you're away on holiday, you don't have to go on holiday and gain weight. Everyone thinks they do. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going on holiday. I'm going to go gain a stone. No, you're not. The alternative to that is go on holiday, manage your nutrition sensibly. Doesn't mean don't have fun, doesn't mean don't have a cocktail by the pool. But you can use periods like that and just say, do you know what? I'm not going to lose weight this week. I accept that. I'm going to maintain my weight. You can also use maintaining weight strategically during a diet. And there's a couple of phrases you might have heard. You might have heard the phrase diet break. You might have heard the phrase refeed day. And that's when we would use maintenance during a dieting phase. So let's say you have a 10-week dieting phase where fat loss is the the main focus for a 10-week period. A diet break would be where within that 10-week period, we might use a little bit of a mini block away from dieting. We might bring your calories up to maintenance, stop trying to lose weight for maybe a week, two weeks, might even only be four or five days. But what that can do, it just helps you regulate your appetite. 
and also gets you comfortable at what is your new maintenance. And I'm going to come back to new maintenance properly in a minute. But let's say you've lost, I don't know, four kilos in six weeks. Not completely unrealistic. So you've lost four kilos in six weeks. And then on week six, we decide to do a diet break where you maintain for two weeks at that new low weight. That can just teach you how to maintain at your newfound weight. Again, we're going to come back to that in a bit more detail after. But a diet break would simply mean a period during a diet, usually longer than three or four days, where you come up, you bring your calories up to maintenance. And again, it just helps get your energy levels back a little bit. Maybe you're, you know, four or five weeks into a diet and you're feeling particularly hungry. Well, great. Use a week's diet break where you bring your energy levels back up, you bring your calories back up. Females, this is something that we can do monthly for you guys within the menstrual cycle. If you notice that there is a week of your cycle where you're particularly hungry, and again, this isn't like every single female should do this, but it's just a strategy you can use where you just say, do you know what? I'm not going to try and fight against my period. I'm going to go with it. I recognize that this week is a difficult week where I don't feel as good, where I feel more tired, where I do want some more food. So instead of just saying completely fuck it, say, okay, I'm not going to try and diet. I'm not fighting against it. I'm going to bring my calories up to maintenance. I'm going to have a diet break. Majority, I'd say probably 70 to 80% of my clients are female. I would say of that um, 70 to 80%, I would then have 70 70 to 80% of those who I do that with. Where once a month we bring their calories up and we have a week of maintenance. Having diet breaks can be such a useful tool within a fat loss period. We then have what you see called refeed days. So refeed day is pretty much the same thing as a diet break, to be honest, but we just do it for a day, maybe two days, okay? And this is where we would bring your calories up. Now, often in dieting phases, this is done using carbohydrates because when you are dieting, your body will naturally, despite what freaks on the internet will tell you, will naturally deplete in carbohydrate sources. You have less energy in your body, okay? So what will often happen during a refeed day is we would bring your calories up, trying to prioritize doing that from carbohydrates. And the reason we might use that would be around particularly maybe training. Maybe you tell me your training is just not feeling as good this week. And it's like, okay, let's just have one refeed day before your next training session where we bring your calories up and see if we can get you feeling a little bit better in the gym. Often I'll use, I suppose you can still call it refeed days, but I would use them within a week with a lot of clients around socials. They might be telling me they're going for a meal out with the partner on a Saturday night. And it's like, okay, well, instead of stealing the calories from the other days in the week, which is a good strategy to use sometimes, but instead of doing that, let's just have that refeed day. Let's just bring the calories up on Saturday to maintenance. So again, you're still in a deficit over the course of seven days because six days were in a deficit. You just take one day at maintenance. So using diet breaks and using refeeds within your overall fat loss phase can be really productive. And actually, this will sound counterintuitive to you, but that actually speeds up fat loss because it means that your adherence and your ability to stick to the diet stays for longer because you're not burning out. Most people will just diet themselves into the floor for four weeks and then just say, fuck it to everything. But if you do these things properly, you do it strategically and you do it with a little bit of thought, it makes a massive difference. And diet breaks and refeed days are those things, are the things that you can bring thought into and bring a bit of strategy to. I touched on this phrase before then, new maintenance. What do I mean by new maintenance? Now, this is why diets don't work. This is one of the most important things I'm ever going to tell you. 
what happens during a diet that fails or over that period, right? You go to some generic weight loss program. You do all the rules for six weeks. You hate life because it's terrible. And then at the end of the six weeks, you go back to your previous habits from six weeks before because the habits you tried to build were unsustainable. Um, and you know what? That's not always the case. Sometimes you can diet in the healthiest way possible and you can do the right things and you can lose weight in the right way. But for whatever reason, lifestyle changes, um, stress, family factors, changing circumstances, your habits can revert back to the, the previous habits and you go back to doing what you were. And then what happens is you gain, you regain weight and that's because you went back to your old maintenance. So now I'm going to explain that. So as you lose weight, you require energy. You require energy, okay? So if we take, I'm going to just use some examples. If you imagine somebody is 100 kilograms, okay? And about 3,000 calories would maintain their weight, would keep them the same. Again, every individual is different, but for ease of math here, I'm going to say that. So let's say that 100 kilo person over the course of a year loses 30 kilos, completely achievable, and comes down to 70 kilos, okay? When they were 100 kilos, 3,000 calories was maintenance. I might put them on, I don't know, 2,200 calories for the year, and they lose weight, and they lose weight, and they lose weight, and they lose weight. They come to 70 kilograms, and they start to maintain weight. Weight loss stops because their new maintenance is now 2,200. Fat loss is about burning energy off your body. Once that energy is burned, it's not on your body anymore. So your body doesn't need the energy to be consumed. So that 2,200 that used to cause you to lose weight is now the number that's going to keep you at your new low weight. Because there's less of you. There is literally less of your body, so you require less energy to stay the same. What people often do, and this again, I've explained it before, what people go wrong with when dieting is you'll get to 2,200, you're like, great, I've lost the weight, now I can go back to normal. It's like, no, no, no. What you've done to get here now, your habits that you've built, the calories you're intaking, the activity levels you're doing, the training you're doing, that's what's keeping you at this new weight. This is now your new maintenance. And then going back to what I said about diet breaks, that can help teach you along the way. So let's say, again, we have you at 100 kilos and we get you down to 90, and then you have two weeks diet break at 90 kilos. And you learn to stay the same at 90, you learn to get the habits in place, you learn to get the habits in place. Then we diet you again, you go down to 80, you learn to keep the habits in place, you stay at 80, you keep the habits in place. As opposed to just dieting all the way down to 70 kilograms in a really quick space of time and you've not learned any habits along the way. Using those diet breaks and those periods of maintenance along the way of your journey to losing weight for good can just help you manage the, that a little bit better so that weight, rate, weight regain doesn't happen at the end of the dieting period. Maintenance isn't a bad thing. I think that's an important note to end on. A lot of people hear the word maintenance on, oh no, I've maintained. And it's like, well, again, if you're trying to lose weight, there is a level of frustration there, but we just have to understand it and remove motion. But sometimes maintenance can actually help you long-term and can feed into a successful diet. It's massively underrated, massively underrated maintenance, which is exactly why I've just recorded a podcast on it. And that is the end of the podcast. So hopefully you found this useful. If you've got questions, if you're struggling with your own fat loss, please drop me a message. It's my job to help you. And yeah, share it, like it, subscribe, give it a rating on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to it. And I'll see you next week.